Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 10 of Revelation chapter 15. We're going to be looking at verse 6. Revelation 15, verse 6 says, And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And I'll stop reading there. Now, the seven angels were in view at the very beginning of this chapter, back in verse 1, which said, And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous seven angels having the seven last plagues for in them is filled up the wrath of God. The the number seven is repeated in verse 1 and it's repeated here again. That is, it's found two times in the verse. In verse 6 and in chapter 15 we find the number seven eight times. And the number seven is God's emphasis upon perfection. Perfection which uh, would point to fullness of what's in view and completeness of what's in view. And here the seven messengers are the fullness, the complete number of God's messengers or all of God's elect. And they're given, uh, they're in possession of the seven last plagues and that would uh, relate to the full and complete wrath of God, the full and complete judgment of God that they will be pouring out. And again God stressed back in verse 1 that these were the last plagues in them is filled up the wrath of God and, and that means we would expect This will be it. This will complete the judgment of God. There will be no additional judgment, which helps us to understand that the outpouring of these seven vials are judgment day on the world, which completes the overall judgment of God and and not a judgment on the churches. Now, there's many things that would um, not allow... The uh, what's in view here to be a judgment on the churches and the, the fact that they had gotten the victory over the beast and his image and so forth and the beast is the name given to Satan for the great tribulation period and, um, uh, and, and the image is a picture of the church that came to be in the likeness of Satan during the judgment on the churches during the Great Tribulation period. Well, these seven messengers, uh, uh, these elect, have gotten the victory over the beast. And that means they have triumphed and been victorious. They have come out of the Great Tribulation in order to do that. It's certainly not at the beginning of the Great Tribulation or the beginning of God's judgment, and and it it just won't fit. Well, 
the seven messengers were told in verse 6 of Revelation 15 came out of the temple and last time we saw how God views the body of believers as a temple as a spiritual house and and so they're they're coming forth from um that spiritual temple and God also speaks of the true believers as being a royal priesthood. And when he saves a person spiritually, that, that individual becomes a prophet, priest, and king. And uh, that, that is how God views them. And spiritually, that is what has happened. They are now ministers unto God. Well, they come out of the temple having the seven plagues clothed in pure and white linen. And let's look at this this clothing that the seven angels or messengers are are said to have. Now, let's first ask the question, are angels clothed? Uh, Does God tell us elsewhere about clothing angels? And the answer is no. No, this is how we can know that the seven angels are not really angels. They're not angelic beings, spirit beings that God did create. And um, some of them fell. Satan was a fallen angel. The demons also are fallen angels. And the, the remaining ones uh, became ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation, according to Hebrews chapter 1. They are not the ones in view. And and we can know this definitely because it is said here that they are clothed in pure and white linen. Now, when we look at the Bible, when we search the Bible, we find that God does indicate that a certain... Um, uh, ones, or that certain ones need clothing. It says in Genesis chapter 3 in verse 21. And Genesis 3 is uh, the chapter in which man fell into sin. And the serpent deceived Eve and then Adam and they ate of the forbidden fruit and they, they died that day spiritually. And it says in Genesis 3.21, Unto Adam also and to his wife did Jehovah God make coats of skins and clothe them. And God did that. Why? Because they were cold? Well, it is true. At the point of man's fall and God's curse upon the creation, the climate would have begun to change. Uh, prior to this, it would have been a perfect climate. It, it would have been always perfect. Everything was always perfect. But now, there, there would be, uh, changes in temperature and, and, um, freezing nights and so forth. So it was necessary, yes, for Adam and Eve to learn to clothe themselves. But why did God, um, make coats of skins to, to clothe them? And in order for God to do that, he had to slay some animals and take their coats and and cover Adam and Eve. 
because in the slaying of the animals, God was demonstrating what would be necessary in order for Adam and Eve to obtain a spiritual covering so that their sins could not be seen by God. If God continued to see their sins as he does, and and if there was no covering uh, for those sins, then God could only respond in angry wrath and destroy them and that would be uh, what the law would demand. But God slew some animal skins, he shed the blood of those animals, and covered their physical nakedness to, to teach Adam and Eve. It is a requirement now, it is absolutely necessary that there be the shedding of blood to cover your sins. An atonement must be made that will provide covering over uh, these ugly sins that you have committed. And and so God is giving a, a historical illustration. It's a historical parable when he killed these first animals and took their coats and provided them to Adam and Eve to clothe them. And we find uh, there's many verses we could look at, but we'll just look at uh, another one in the Psalms, in Psalm 132, in Psalm 132, it says in verse 9, Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. And again, God's people, all the elect are priests. And when God saves someone, he clothes them with the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, it, as those early animals that were slain pointed to Christ, that there there was a, a need for an atonement, there was a need for a sacrifice. The Lord Jesus provided that sacrifice from the point of the world's foundation so that it was immediately available to fallen men or to God's elect that were amongst fallen men right away. And that's how Abel could become saved because the blood had already been shed. The slaying of the lamb had already been accomplished. The works, Hebrews 4 verse 3 tells us, were finished from the foundation of the world. And and so God had already made provision because this was always his plan to um, showcase and to highlight and to demonstrate uh, the, his glorious attributes uh, through this salvation plan of his. And, and so, uh, at the very beginning of all things, he had already made provision. Christ had already died and shed his blood and risen from the dead. And, and all of those that God intended to save were already selected already chosen and their names figuratively written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And now there would just be the matter of uh, the unfolding of history. Well, it says again in Revelation 15:6 that the seven messengers that came out of the temple having the seven plagues were clothed in pure and white linen. 
pure and white linen. Well, let's let's go to Revelation 19. Revelation 19 and verses 7 and 8. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And there's a a beautiful image that God gives of the bride of Christ who is um, the body of believers, all that God has saved throughout all time. The whole company of the elect is that bride. And it was granted her that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. This is, of course, where the world or, or many places in the world have gotten the idea that, that the bride at the marriage ceremony should be dressed in white. And, of course, that's changing now, like so many things, so many uh, things that that um, come from the Bible. The world wants to cast off all restraints. Yet, that beautiful picture of the bride dressed in white and and prepared for her husband, and it's a, a beautiful picture of purity, of holiness, of... Uh, sinlessness. That, that's really what it's, uh, portraying as all of these saints of God, each one of God's elect that are a part of this spiritual bride and, and are prepared for their bridegroom, the Lord Jesus Christ, have had their sins washed away, they're cleansed, they are clean from all iniquity, and, and that's what that wedding dress really symbolizes. And and so we see that the fine linen, clean and white, is pointing to true believers. Now, a little further on, in the same chapter in Revelation 19, it says in verse 13, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And And that's Jesus. And then verse 14, And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Again, Christ coming in judgment, and the armies of heaven, which is the very same uh, representation that the bride of Christ represented, the elect of God, each and every one of them, the whole company of those saints that God has saved are coming in judgment with him, and we cannot help but notice that the way they're clothed matches the the covering of the seven messengers. They're clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Revelation 15 is a portrait of Judgment Day. These seven messengers are a figure of God's elect, God is giving them so that they have in their possession the seven vials full of the seven last plagues. And they are clothed in pure and white linen, which tells us that they are the elect, that their sins are washed away, and they are the bride of Christ, 
They are the army coming with Christ, the word, as we saw in verses 13 and 14, to do battle in the day of judgment with Satan and his kingdom of darkness. It, it is the very um, same group of people. And, and God just uses different pictures to teach the same truth. The bride of Christ is very different than armies on white horses, and yet it's the same people. The bride of Christ is the elect. The armies on horses are the elect. Seven messengers are very different than the bride or armies on horseback, yet the seven messengers are the elect of God. It's another way of uh, saying the same thing. Uh, Let's go back to the Old Testament because I really want to make sure that we see um, that there's a great deal of biblical evidence for this. It's very important uh, that we do understand properly that the seven messengers are the true believers. Why? Because it is um, further evidence, further confirmation that God is using his people in the day of judgment to publish these things, just as Jeremiah 50 tell us, told us, or, or as Revelation 10 said, thou must prophesy again, because when the seven messengers are given the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, they go forth and pour them out into the world. And we also learned in Revelation 14, when it was said, thrust in thy sickle and reap, that the true believers are the reapers. And the word thrust is the word send that is often used in association with sending a messenger. And God says in in uh, the Gospel of John, that ye are the reapers speaking to his disciples. And and so again and again, God is um, stressing this truth. He's emphasizing this point that it is the true believers who were left in the world that are alive and remaining, living on the earth in the day of judgment that he will utilize to share the information coming forth from the Bible, that it is judgment day, that the door is shut, that the lights of the gospel are out, and in doing so, it will be as though they are pouring out vials of the plagues of God, the last plagues, to fill up God's wrath. And they are accompanying him uh, the saints are judging the world with him uh, in uh, so doing. And remember in 1 Corinthians 6, the question was asked, Know ye not that the saints will judge the world? And I am sure there are some people still hesitant that still know not that the saints are to be actively involved in the judging process with Christ. And yet, they're, they're not getting involved. They're not, uh, participating in this harvest. And instead they're sleeping up to this point 
And, and the Bible's very clear that a son that sleeps in harvest causes shame. And, and so it, it's, uh, certainly, uh, past the time for every one of God's true people to uh, awaken from that sort of sleep that if they have been inactive and uninvolved and not participating by sharing the truth of the Bible at this time, well, then the Bible would have us to do so now. All right, let's uh, read in Ezekiel 44, beginning in verse 15. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, that kept the charge of my sanctuary when the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near to me to minister unto me, and they shall stand before me to offer unto me the fat and the blood, saith the Lord Jehovah. They shall enter into my sanctuary, and they shall come near to my table to minister unto me, and they shall keep my charge. And shall come to pass that when they enter in at the gates of the inner court, they shall be clothed with linen garments, and no wool shall come upon them. Whilst they minister in the gates of the inner court and within, they shall have linen bonnets upon their heads, and shall have linen breeches upon their loins. They shall not gird themselves with anything that causes sweat. And uh, the reason for that, the reason that God gave this type of commandment, that the priests were to wear linen rather than something heavier that that might cause them to sweat is because sweat in the Bible is identified with work. By the sweat of your brow you shall work, God said back in Genesis. And and priests were a picture of Christ and uh, and also of true believers, and true believers are uh, to do no work when it comes to salvation. The work is all done by God himself, by the Lord Jesus Christ. From the foundation of the world, the works were finished. And 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 so the linen is also uh, indicative of purity, holiness, and of those that have done no work to earn their salvation or to deserve their salvation. They are dependent upon the work of Christ. And and so all of those things are in view when we read that the seven messengers are clothed in pure and white linen and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. Now we'll we'll look at uh, that statement maybe in our next study. I just want to um, point out one more thing. One more thing to indicate that these seven angels are a picture of the true believers. In Revelation 17, verse 1, it says, And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. So God had one of the seven angels talk with John, and show him uh, certain visions. Now, later in Revelation 19, where we read some scripture earlier, it says in verse 9, And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now there there is some space between Revelation seventeen one and and these statements here in Revelation nineteen, even though um, I'm I'm sure it is one of the seven angels that is making this statement, and I'm sure of that because it happens again. In Revelation 21, it says in verse 9, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And and then the uh, vision is given throughout the rest of chapter 21. And into chapter 22, There, it seems to be... a fairly continuous stretch and then uh, we get to verses 8 and 9 of Revelation 22. And I, John, saw these things and heard them and when I had heard and seen I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. And that would be one of the seven angels having the seven last plagues. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not For I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. Now, I I wonder, why would God have one of the seven angels show John some visions, and then have John fall down at his feet to worship as though he were God, or, or maybe the Lord Jesus Christ, but correction is made and and said, no, don't worship me. See thou do it not in both cases, which is different than, say, when Thomas uh, exclaimed to the Lord Jesus, my Lord and my God. Jesus, of course, did not rebuke Thomas and say, see thou say it not or worship me not. But but he said, Thomas, because thou hast seen, thou hast believed. He accepted that worship. And and here uh, it is said, No, see thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets. This is um, speaking of one of the seven angels, because the seven messengers or angels are the true believers. That when, when we read the, uh, these references to these seven messengers, and uh, they're coming out of the temple. They have the clothing of pure and white linen, which identifies with the righteousness of saints, with the bride of Christ, with the army of God's elect that are coming with him in the day of judgment. It, it's um, uh, very definite, very definite, that these seven messengers are you and me, and anyone else uh, that happens to be saved and one of God's elect. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. 
For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.